0: Good morning and welcome to ION the community. I am your host, Yavis Ellis. I am excited about this segment of our show. We're doing something a little different. We have um, a business owner who's coming in to give us some daily tips that we can use to help uh, those who are, you know, raising children to be able to better, you know, help make their day go smoothly. We ain't telling you how to raise your kids, but we are just giving you some tips on how things may be able to run smoother. And she is Miss Crystal Logan from uh, Success Kids, LLC, and we're glad to have her here. We call this moment uh, Parent Talk. Now, I'm not a parent myself, but I got a host of nieces and nephews and kids that might as well be mine cause I'll take care of them so, so this is what helped help me out a whole lot so first of all Miss Logan glad to have you here
1: glad to be here thank you
0: let's talk a little bit about you know yourself and kind of how you got involved with you know doing what you're doing now
1: uh, crazy journey um, I had a daughter who uh, was working in the child care field um, actually seeking a degree in ed- early education and um, came on one day and said mom I'm gonna open this daycare center Right. Working at one, but I think I can do a little bit better than what they're doing in that birth, Success Kids.
0: Wow. So, in terms of what you're doing now, um, are you enjoying it? Is it a is it a surprise to you to see yourself in this capacity? I mean, what's your thoughts?
1: Very much so surprised. I came from corporate America. Okay. I've um, been in corporate America for 13-plus years, um, and making this transition has been uh, rewarding, educational, um, and a great experience. Good, good. Um Definitely enlighten me on some things in parenting um, and the child care field that I was unknowledgeable about.
0: Yeah, it's always uh, a lesson to be learned, and we're always, we're never uh, to the point where we can't learn something new. So, let's discuss, you know, tips for uh, for daily drop off um, in our parent talk moment. So, mm-hmm. um, what are what are some tips that you would give us uh, for those who are dropping their children off to daycare today or to school? right now i mean what's your thoughts
1: well you know the first thing is is remembering that daycare drop off is just like preparation and getting ready to go to our 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 jobs as adults okay um so there's some things we want to do beforehand um first tip i would probably give is is uh, the night before make sure all of the necessary items that your daycare center is requiring for you to provide as a parent for your child is there you know such as wipes and diapers and You know, formula if you have an infant, changes of clothes, things of those natures. Prepare those things the night before um, because, as we know, sometimes the alarm clock doesn't go off on time or we get caught in traffic um, and you don't want to have your services not be available because your child doesn't have the necessary items that your daycare center requires for you to provide.
0: Yeah, so having that stuff together the night before will help with a less stressful morning as well. Yes, definitely, (laughs) definitely. Now, in terms of making sure they have everything that they need, um you know how how important is it to, to to not only make sure they have everything that they need but even when there are things that they don't have access to just yet mm-hmm. try to find ways to you know pull in other community resources mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff as well.
1: well i think the first thing we have to do is you first have to make sure that you are communicating with your center director um, there are times when as a parent um The center may have to supplement diapers. The center may have to supplement um, wipes for that child, even formula. And we are there to provide those services, but it's kind of hard to help if we don't know what your needs are. And a lot of times, unfortunately, what we get is the mom who's stressed. Um, She's rushing, trying to get there. Um, She may have forgot those items. She may be on a final at her job and she can't afford to be late. But we're saying, Mom, your child can't stay because you don't have. And she gives us the stress. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't want her to be stressed, and we don't want to be stressed. We want her child to have the best day that they can have at that center. So the communication piece is very, very critical and important for all of us to be able to work together.
0: So as you're riding in the car, headed to to daycare or or to the school to drop your Mm -hmm. kid off, what kind of conversations should you be having? What what, what is the topic of those conversations? What should they be?
1: Good question, good question. Um, You want to remind your child to... Use their listening ears when adults are speaking. Um, reinforce that it's going to be a good day at school today, that they're going to see their friends. They're going to play some games. They're going to learn some things new and different today. Just reassuring them that it's going to be a good day at school today right. for that child. And But the biggest key is, is that you're not leaving them forever. That mommy and daddy will be returning, but just kind of think of it as I'm going to work, you going to school. We're yeah. gonna come back later on, you know, in the evening, and we're gonna talk about our day.
0: So having that assurance, you're gonna pick them up after. Definitely, definitely. Um, and you know, last but not least, there's also a spiritual component to this definitely. that people will often leave out. Um, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yes. And so it is a spiritual warfare going mm-hmm. on. So what would you suggest parents do in the spiritual aspect?
1: You know, something that um, I do with my grandchildren and my children when they were younger is um, you always want to put that covering over them before they leave the house mm-hmm. you know whatever or whomever you choose to believe in um, you want to make sure that your children are covered yeah. um, because we do when we leave out of our homes and sometimes unfortunately in our homes before we make it out the door we are dealing with situations and things that um, sometimes are out of our control yeah. so we do want to make sure and whatever higher power or spirit that you're believing in that your child is covered by that same blood or method
0: that's good man well thank you so much for coming in today thank you for having me We appreciate you we got to bring you back for some more tips that was uh, crystal logan with success, success kids llc and uh we have a parent moment with her if you're interested in that you know let us know man this is i on the community you're rocking with yava sellers we'll be back really soon for more news Good morning and welcome to I Am The Community. I am your host, Yavis Ellis. I'm excited about this segment of our show. I've been talking to you guys uh, all this month about uh, different people in the community who are making some amazing strides to make Columbus a better place. And, you know, one thing I want to do is do a spotlight on entrepreneurs who are making great strides, but also helping the community. And um, I'm excited about this young lady, Ms. Nicole Simpson. She is an amazing person beyond what she does, you know, with her job. But um, I'm, I'm excited to have her here. Good morning. Good morning. So, for those who don't know Ms. Simpson, tell them who you are, what it is that you do.
2: Um, I'm Nicole Simpson, and I am the owner of the Nicole Simpson Agency uh, with Farmers Insurance.
0: Good, good. So, when people think about insurance, um, especially, you know, our community, um, what are some of the barriers that you find when you're talking to people about insurance, specifically African Americans who may feel like they don't need it right now? Um, and, and I am gonna say target the, the age range of young professionals, the young invincibles, as they as they like to call themselves. <laughs>
2: Well, I'll say one of the biggest barriers is that people don't necessarily understand how insurance is is supposed to be utilized. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't necessarily understand the the cost of insurance and what goes into the various costs and premiums of insurance. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the main barrier that you run into just just not having um, having the appropriate education.
0: Yeah, I, I know for me it's been difficult like navigating insurance. You know, homeowners insurance, car insurance, and you know, having to um, <laughs> to make a claim and then figuring out the deductible. Like, you'd be upset. Like, why is my deductible this when I'm paying this insurance? But it, it makes sense, right? It's a reason for all of that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There, there are a lot of variables that go into play uh, when it comes to things like auto insurance, mm-hmm. you know. Some insurance companies are going to be looking at things like your overall credit. Yeah. Uh, some insurance companies are going to look at your driving record. So there are just a, n- a number of different things that are actually involved, and every company's different, so yeah. people don't realize uh, what all is, is entailing when they're getting their insurance
0: premium. So what got you uh, started down this path? What made you want to go this direction?
2: Well, to be honest, uh, you know, insurance is, is really a way to be able to protect people. Um, And you can't do any wrong with insurance Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day. And a lot of times, you know, I like to make this reference about Big Mama's house. Um, And I just think about where I grew up. I grew up in the North Linden area here in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people had Big Mamas. A lot of us either grew up with our grandparents or were always over there with Big Mamas. And as a lot of those older people started to get older and pass away, those homes were being passed on to uh, other family members. And a couple of things were happening. Either those homes were being lost um, you know, just because people didn't have enough money to be able to pay the taxes or, mm-hmm. you know, the insurance or there was some type of a loss. You know, we had a big storm that came through and we've seen people's roofs get ripped off yeah. um, a few years ago. And all we seen was blue tarps, but the blue tarp never got replaced in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those were Big Mama's house. Uh, so to me, insurance is just really a way to be able to protect Big Mama's house, whether it's, you know, having life insurance to pay off the mortgage. After a big mama passes away mm-hmm. or whether it's having the insurance to be able to make the repairs to the home so that you still have that home in your ass as an asset in your family. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, I, I get to come out and help people make sure that they protect big mama's house. People understand that. Um, and it's important to have something to pass on, um, you know, as a legacy to our families. And a lot of times when we can't do that, it's because we didn't have appropriate insurance there to be able to protect. That
0: I think one important aspect of it was education, educating people on why you need it why it's important and how to get it and to understand that um, you're visible because I I see you in the community a lot. I see you doing different events and being a part of different stuff. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. People have to be able to come to you and be able to talk and have that discussion. So how important is it for you to be able to stay um, being coming a part of these events that are going on in Central Ohio?
2: Well, for me, it's extremely important because insurance, you know, anybody can pick up the phone and call an 800 number and and get insurance or get on the Internet and get insurance. Um, But are they going to get someone who actually understands their situation and is going to be able to customize an insurance program for them? Some people don't have enough insurance and some people have too much insurance. But no one's making those actual decisions because, you know, you just call a number and they just give you a rubber stamp approach. So for me, it's important to be a community event so that I can, you know, one, support events that mean something to me and then also have the opportunity to meet people face to face, you know, so that way they know, hey, if they do have a question, they don't have to feel like, oh, well, where do I go or who do I go and ask? Even if I don't write a policy for them, they might call me up or send me an email just to ask a general insurance question and allow yeah. me to help to answer that.
0: So if you're uh, just now tuning in, I'm talking to uh, Nicole Simpson from the Nicole Simpson Agency with Farmers Insurance. And, and we're discussing a couple things, um, you know, being an a African-American business owner, um, but also insurance and, and why it's important for your family to, to get insured. I think a lot of times, you know, uh, African-Americans, the same thing with doctors. We don't like going to the doctor. You know, we don't like anybody uh, in, in our business, and, and I think sometimes you have to be willing to open up and allow somebody to help you. So that's why we're really having this discussion today. And so um, in terms of being a business owner, you know, what are some tips that you would give somebody else who's interested in maybe going into the agency?
2: You know, um, this is an, an excellent career opportunity, I really think, for a lot of people, and we don't consider it. People mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, you must be a math whiz. You're into finance. You're into insurance. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't. I was I was a psychology major in college, and wow. it was simply because I wanted to avoid taking math classes. So, no, you <laughs> don't have to be uh, a math whiz to, uh, to be in, in this industry. But um, you just really need to be able to get some licenses to uh, to actually come in and be an insurance agent. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Columbus, Ohio needs many people, um, many people like ourselves. You know, there are a lot of things that we do. We're doing insurance for all businesses, life insurance, homeowners insurance, you know, car insurance, all of those things. And we also get into investments, college savings and helping people set up for retirement. So there are a lot of things that are entailed in insurance people don't realize. There's a lot of different avenues. Um, So I definitely would encourage anyone who's interested in the field to, uh, you know, really take a look at it uh, because it's not something um, it's you can make a good career at it and and you won't have to worry about going to school for eight to 10 years uh, just to get a degree saying that. So now how do
0: you find your your work life balance? Because most entrepreneurs, they're working 14 hours a day. Honestly, you know, it's not your normal nine to five where you stop. You kind of working throughout the evening so how do you make yourself say you know what all right this is gonna be my time you know what's some of some of your tips for that
2: you know it it is constantly a struggle i mean especially in in my industry because my agency is new this Mm -hmm. agency just started last summer so right now um i don't turn it off all of my customers have my personal cell phone number so they're Mm -hmm. able to reach me if they have any issues or anything right now but i mean that's really the price that i'm paying in Mm -hmm. growing my business yeah um probably in about two to three years then I'll have you know staff members and other people who are helping to uh feel some of those things right and then I'll have a lot more work-life balance but to be honest you know when you get ready to start something you really have to go all in you can't expect to start a new business and instantly you know have you know working 10 hours a day every weekend off you know and going on vacations right now you just really have to put in the work
0: wow well thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today I mean um how can people reach you if they may have questions or, you know, just want to get involved and maybe start their own agency?
2: Absolutely. Um, I can definitely be reached uh, at my office at 614-808-4735, and uh, that's always forwarded to my cell phone. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, so definitely I'm, I'm easy to be accessed, and um, I'm always out in the community doing different events. So mm-hmm. if there are even events that you think that you'd like to have an insurance agent at, um, something that I can help to get involved in. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me so that I can uh, continue to uh, give back to the community as part of my promise.
0: Definitely. And you'll be a part of the March 11th event with um, Sunday's Best Winner, Jeffrey Golden. Uh, we're talking about suicide prevention with that event and uh, Nicole Simpson-Age one of the people who helped us be able to put that together. And so we're excited to, uh, to have her there at that as well. Listen, you're tuned in to Eye on the Community. I'll be back really soon with more news right here. Good morning and welcome to ION the Community. I am your host Yavis Ellis. For today's segment I have a very special guest in it's with us. She is an author. Her name is Latanya M. Hughes, and I'm glad to have her here. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Yavis. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I cannot complain. It's uh, it's a blessing to be alive. So any day above ground yes. is a good day. <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, um, you are author, and you you have a book that you just released called Secrets from Heaven. Yes. And and I and I don't want to get straight into the book just yet. I, I want to kind of focus more on you. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of your background, and you know how you got started.
3: how well. Um I went to, I think how the writing actually came alive Mm -hmm. is because I started graduate school at Ashland uh, Seminary, Um, and so I think there I began to learn or craft my gift, which is writing and research, Um, so that's kind of how it all began, um, as well as on my knees, Mm. (laughs) talking to the Lord, and so, um, and out of that. Uh, came secrets from Heaven, a book so
0: I guess my my question to you would be is you know have you ever dabbled into writing you know before you know maybe previous years or earlier in life or or is this your first time actually really diving into writing a book this is my first
3: time writing a book but I did not actually start writing until school Mm. which undergrad you know you you do your papers and things like that and that's when I I realized that I was a writer. Because you were forced to write speaker. then for that grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so you you actually learn, like, wow, okay, I could kind of do this. And so that's how, for me, that's how it began. Yeah,
0: so uh, I guess we can uh, attest that to school and to you wanting to get good grades that you begin yeah. to start writing, especially in grad school and undergrad. Yes. You know, it's is, is highly important. So um, in terms of your writing process, you know, Do you more so have have a pen and pad with you everywhere you are? Or or do you kind of have a room at your house where you go and you sit and you focus? Or does the writing always come in all kind of places? You know, what is the method for you personally when it comes to, you know, divvying out? Or do you not want to share your secret with us?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm all about empowerment. Um, It just comes in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I may put it on a post-it note um, and then I'll get home or... And I'll just write it down. Yeah. Um, or maybe at the library because I spend a lot of hours at the library. <laughs> and so, and and um, I just began writing.
0: Uh, so, in terms of this book right here, this book "Secrets um, from Heaven," you know, what was the what was the concept behind the book? What was the inspiration behind the book? How did this book come to fruition?
3: This book came alive because I had some questions mm-hmm. that I needed to ask God, and that's how it all happened. I had questions, and I, I began to seek the Lord, and ask questions about just life issues. Yeah. What direction, you know, things like that, and um, and through prayer, I began to um, just pursue after God in getting my um, questions answered, yeah. and He began to respond and talk to me talk to me um, about the issues that were he- heavy on my heart or light on my heart, because not everything is heavy on our heart. So that's 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 how it began.
0: So, you know, you, you say one thing about, you know, you had questions, questions for God. And most people think it's a, uh, it's a sin to ask God questions. You know, when you don't realize that he wants you to ask questions so that he can provide answers. He is a yes. God of answers. Yes. And so is that some of the messaging that you have within this book? Or, you know, what is kind of what will people glean from this book?
3: Exactly. Um, the the book is Secrets from Heaven is it's um, it's biblical base and it has scriptures um, tell it will tell the reader um, that God does respond to our questions. Mm. God does respond when we pray or when we take time out to talk to God. He he um, he answers. And so there are uh, biblical examples that will illustrate God responding to questions, which he does because he wants us to ask, yeah. which means that he will answer whatever that question may be.
0: So in terms of um, this particular book, you know, let's talk about it a little bit. Where can they, where can they find that? Where can they get it from? Um, who was this book for?
3: This book is for anyone that um, has a relationship with the Lord that wants to elevate uh, their relationship with, with the Lord uh, that has a prayer life. And if you don't have a prayer life, this book will compel you to have a prayer life. Mm-hmm. If you have some questions that you want to ask God, um, that's what this book is about. Secrets from Heaven is about it. It is available right now on um, Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. It's available on Barnes and Nobles online. It's also available at my publisher, which is with which is W-I-P-F, and Stock Publishers.
0: Now you know you you talk about your mission being to you know uh, for believers to activate the power of God in their lives. So speak to us briefly about you know what that means and what that looks like.
3: To to activate the, your the power within because God dwells within mm-hmm. and we have the authority to speak the this, to to speak things into life mm-hmm. because Christ did it. He when he spoke things came alive. And so um, the book is, you'll notice that there are some topics about faith. Yeah. There's some topics about weight. Wait. Um, and so what we want to do is when God um, answers our prayers, we have to believe that he's actually going to do it. Mm-hmm. And when we have the faith that he's going to do it, we have to wait. And so the book will... Um, teach the readers, uh, hey, first and foremost, there is, um, you do have the authority to speak life over any situation, first and foremost. And so when you begin to understand that, you're able to walk into the authority that he created us uh, to be.
0: Yeah.
3: And we create our lives. That's good. You know what I mean? We create our lives. God, you know, he gives us the vision, Mm -hmm. and it's up to us to follow him, obey him, wait for him, believe in him. Right. And therefore, we create our life. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. We find out what the purpose is. That's good.
0: That's really good. Now, if you're just not tuning in, I'm talking to Latanya Hughes. She is the author of Secrets from Heaven. You can actually get this book right now. Where can they find the book at?
3: Um, I have it available and, on me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can, you know, bring it. I'm also having a book signing, which is February the 28th. Mm-hmm. It is going to be... um at New Birth Ministries which is 35 3475,
0: refugee road. Thank Row. you. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's also available online uh via amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, and my publisher which is Wipham Stock. What Publishers. time
0: is the um book signing going to be?
3: The book signing is between uh in between services. Our first service is typically over uh between 10:30 10:45. Okay. Second service is probably over about one no, no, and
0: Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much for coming in thank and speaking you. with us about this book. Listen, thank make you. sure you support that book, "Secrets from Heaven. It's written by Latanya Tanya Hughes um, scriptures that will help you get your prayers answered. And I know we all want our prayers answered from God. And hey, she has a book that outlines it, and so please support that. Thank you so much for coming thank in.
3: Thank you for the thank you for the opportunity. No problem. I you heard it here
0: do. first at Eye on the Community. I am your host, Yavis Ellis. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more news coming up. Welcome to Eye on the Community. I am your host, Yavis Ellis. Now we've been discussing all this week um, concerning mental health and the issue of mental health, and I, and I think it's very important, especially for African Americans, to uh, to really listen into this dialogue because a lot of people do not like to discuss mental health and, and, and how to, you know, um, overcome um, some of the issues that go on in our communities and that it's okay to seek professional help when you have certain issues. And so uh, I have uh, the expert in with us today, Ms. Elizabeth Joy. She is the founder of Survivors to Alivers and author of You Survived, Now What? A Roadmap to Reclaiming Your Life. And so I have her here in the studio with me today and uh, we're going to have a little dialogue concerning mental health. And let's first and foremost, thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. So for those who do not know about you, give us a little background about yourself.
4: Um, Well, I am a licensed social worker. Um, I've been in the field for, I don't know, a really long time. Um, But like many people who are in this field, um, I have my own journey as far as uh, mental health and um, different uh, struggles that I've had, uh, including suicidal ideations at times. Um, So I'm able to relate to clients both from a
0: personal and professional experience. And so, you know, when it comes to this particular field, you know, what made you want to go into this area of work? Or was it something that, you know, like, like you said, due to things that happened in your life that you kind of, I don't want to say fell into it, but it was like divine intervention for you to be here?
4: Well, interestingly for me, when I was a little girl, I knew I was going to help people. I remember being in my room at like eight years old, knowing I would help people. At the time, I didn't know what counseling was. I didn't know what social workers were, but I just always knew I would help people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, and and for many folks who are in this field, including social activists, counselors, psychiatrists, many of of us have some sort of journey that inspired us. So for me, it was already there. Um, I think it was determined. I I don't feel like I really had a choice in it, Um, but it certainly has been helpful to have my own personal experiences when working with folks and um, supporting
0: them in, in finding that hope and inspiration to progress through challenging times. So, you know, we have uh, a young man, Marshawn McCarroll. He was a part of the Black Lives Matter uh, movement as an activist and even before that did some great things in the city of Columbus. And so a lot of people were kind of like, you know, shell-shocked mm-hmm. when, when this happened. Um, and they're like, man, they, they, they can't believe it because they felt like he was the type of person that this would never happen to. But when it comes to, you know, mental health, um, can you can you diagnose or can you actually you know prevent or see it coming? Usually, I mean, how, how does that that work? Uh, well,
4: typically with with suicide, mm-hmm. there's there's usually signs. Um, not always, but but usually, you, you if you're paying attention, and a lot of us are are we're living fat, life really fast, mm-hmm. and we're not paying attention. Um, people begin to isolate. People begin to pull back um you you'll notice oftentimes a change in 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 a person's normal behavior. Um, but a lot of times we're just moving too fast to notice those kinds of things
3: hmm. so um what would what advice would you give to a parent that has a child with mental disabilities? Because I know sometimes, um you know, you can go to the doctor and they can give you a few tips here and there. but I think, It gets a little more real when you're at home and it's just maybe the two of you. And Mm -hmm.
1: like, What advice could you give?
4: Well, first of all, I want to start by saying that, you know, what I find is that when we start having this conversation about mental health, everybody wants to look at everyone else like, oh, we're talking about them. Um, And so let's first start when we even when you say mental disability, you think about uh, a person you see in a wheelchair or whatnot. And you think about someone other than yourself. Mental illness is real. It's millions of people have it. Um, you know, you can search many of, of, of very famous folks who've, who've suffered depression. So I think it's first and foremost important that we're talking about ourselves. We're not talking about those other people. We're talking about ourselves um, and be OK. African-Americans historically struggle with um, uh, denial, really, and being able to accept that it's real. So the first thing is not to be ashamed of it. Um, whether it's your ch- your child or yourself. And the second thing is to get help. Um, of course, it helps when you have someone who looks like you on the other side, but that doesn't mean that, that if you don't, that they can't help you. Um, but there's, there's plenty of organizations out here who are doing great work, but you have to first just be willing to ask for help. Um, and then secondly, be supportive. We... Again, in our community, we're, we 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 do the shame thing, mm-hmm. and so we're not mm-hmm. we're not going to walk around and say I'm feeling really depressed today because the attacks that we get from from our own uh, brothers and sisters mm-hmm. when, when we share that information. So we've also got got to start working on being more empathetic towards one another, so that we can be real about what's going on at home. Because you know we'll get dressed and mm-hmm. come out, and then after you leave the club tonight, you're crying all night long because. You know, you're depressed or, or something's going on in your life. So we got to start being real about what's going on.
0: Do you think um, some cases of mental uh, mental illness uh, relates to like overly processed foods and artificial sweeteners? Do you think that affects mental illness as well?
4: Well, there is certainly a strong connection between mental and physical health. They are very much connected and Usually you can't fight one without the other. If you're going to really get better, you got to take a holistic approach. So certainly um, unhealthy eating, uh, fast food, um, fried foods, some of the things we love the most um, are definitely uh, factors in being able to be um, at a max. But uh, one of the pieces that I wanted to bring out today also is oppression is trauma. And trauma is behind um what most of us experience that cause us to be in these places of challenge. And when I say trauma, I'm saying something that physically or emotionally uh, threatened you, either one experience or a series of experiences that leave you feeling unsafe or disconnected. So uh, for African Americans, just to be alive, quite frankly, is is, is traumatic. You know, when you're always um, being watched when you're in the store, when every time you see a police officer you get nervous. That's trauma, wow. um, and and that begins to affect your mental health. And this is what I mean when I say we're talking about ourselves. We're not talking about so and so over there who looks and acts some quote unquote crazy way. We all have experienced trauma just just as African Americans in the oppressive state that we live in. So again. Not having a father growing up, growing up in a neighborhood where you saw violence and guns on a regular basis, growing up in a home where several of your family members went to prison, that's trauma. How does that affect you? And we don't realize our past experiences affect how we think and how we see the world today.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Iona on the Community. I am your host, Yavis Sellis. Make sure you tune in next Sunday, same place, same time, at Iona Community.